Hello, everyone. Welcome to the weekly show of Classroom Without Walls. My name is I. I'm the CEO of Classroom Without Walls and the host of this weekly live streaming show. You can also listen to us on the traditional audio-only podcast. Just search Classroom Without Walls. On this show, I interview leading social media, digital marketers, entrepreneurs, business leaders to come here to share with us their best practices so that we can future-proof our business. And today, I'm really excited to have my friend and Katie Jordan on the show to talk about connection-based marketing. And uh, Katie and I actually connected through Julia McCoy, and we co-wrote this book, Skip the Degree, Save the Tuition. And Katie is a featured expert in the book, and she has an incredible story. And Katie is also a connectorpreneur. <laughs> Sorry, just dropped the book. She's also a connectorpreneur, which we're going to learn more about uh, in today's interview. She's a marketing and social media strategist and has been in the space for more than a decade. And uh, Katie has helped her fr uh, her friends and clients achieve milestones in their businesses. For example, help their brands to become global and helped some of her clients got featured on NASDAQ and Forbes, which are big deals. So really exciting. And today we're talking about connection-based uh, marketing. What is it about and how you can apply connection-based marketing to your own business to generate more ROI, to grow your business to a new level. So I'm myself, this is my first time uh, listening and uh, discovering this term. So I'm looking forward to learn more about this from Katie. And as always, a big shout out to StreamYard. Over the last four years, I have tried almost all the third party tools to go live and StreamYard is my favorite. In the comment section, there's a link that allows you to check out StreamYard for free for two weeks. So check it out and shoot me a message if you have any question. We are live on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Periscope and on Twitch. If you are live with us right now, let me know in the comment section where you are joining us live from social media wise and geographically speaking without any further ado my friend welcome to the show thank you so much for having me today yes yes uh really 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 excited i see some of your friends are here and yeah um, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. so really excited so let's get started as i mentioned earlier you know you have been in this space for a much longer time than me for more than a decade. So what are some major changes that you have observed over the last several years in terms of social media, digital marketing that you can share with us? Mm. Some major changes that I've seen, um, I've been around long enough to see how noisy the space can get. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is just, um, that is something that really is something that I see a, a very stark contrast from, from when I started in the space to now. And another reason why we have to leverage and utilize different ways of connecting so that we can um, get our message across, make connections, and be able to take those relationships in different directions for, for our work in business. Yeah, yeah. Do you see like a more a heavier like emphasis on like connections and relationship compared to like a few years ago? I think there's a core group of people that I can identify that have always done business this way, leveraging the mm -hmm. social space as far as um, connection based and the power of um, H to H, like Brian Kramer would say. Okay. Um, he coined that term a long time ago, but I think um, there is a, a handful of us out of the gate that have always just been about building relationships, building those relationships online to take them offline. And that's the power of using any tool in the social media space. Totally, totally. That's why I, I really love and I'm a huge fan of Brian Kramer, who also came to the show. If you're interested, check out the episode, let me know. I'll share the link. And I, I love this H2H concept. So what inspired you to become interested uh, in connection-based 
Oh, sorry. Did I say parenting? Sorry, I need to fix that. Connection oh. based. Mar- I didn't even notice that. Uh, I talk about parenting. I mean, like, I'm a parent. <laughs> I can also relate to right. So I, I host two shows. This one focuses on business. The other one focuses on marketing. So sorry about that. I need to change the title. So yeah. So so what inspired you to become interested uh, in connection based marketing? And uh, so share that story with us. Oh gosh. Well. I'm the child that you had a hard time teaching stranger danger to. Mm-hmm. So um, I was always very social and open. And um, and so I think like the leveraging the power of social media and marketing and business just came naturally um, to make those connections and take those connections offline, whether mm-hmm. it used to be more in person than it is right now in this season, of course. But um, you know, taking that conversation offline into even video calls now and more one-on-one conversations. So um, that always was a key driver for me. And then in the past, in the businesses that I've worked within, I've always had my hand in the marketing piece, even though I was, um, you know, more in management positions in the jobs that I had. But the pieces that I was attached to, as far as marketing went, it was more about making the, it was always about making the connections with the right people mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just being able to get the message across in a, in a really clear way and fast way, because it doesn't have to take a long time to, to build that. Yeah, I love that. I definitely want to dive deeper into this. And the lean is just being so sweet. I uh, thank you so much for joining us live. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, shout out to Brian Kramer, definitely HH. It's such a, a such a powerful concept, yeah. And you also call yourself a connectorpreneur, which is also the first time that I discovered the term. But I love it. So is that is there any connection between connection based marketing and the connectorpreneur? Maybe you could even explain to us what do you mean when you call yourself a connectorpreneur? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, relationships are just always where it's at, and so. I've just had so many people over the years say, thanks for connecting me, Katie. I got to do this. Thanks for connecting me, Katie. I have enough services, you know, support for my business now. Thank you, Katie, for connecting us. We started another arm of the business together. Um, There's just so many, so many things that have brought me joy in connecting people to other businesses or other services, other people. Um, I don't even really know. I just started using that term. responded so I haven't I think I changed my LinkedIn bio and started changing some stuff up late fall 2019 um, started using that term and um, it's just kind of stuck yeah I, I really love the term like accurately describes what you do it feels like it is such a core concept like of connection-based marketing anyone who practices this must be a connectorpreneur mm-hmm. so i have a kind of follow-up question on this right like how do you have that human how do you manage that human to human touch when you are i, I think it, when you have a hundred followers it is much easier to have that human touch you know connecting with each other but when you have when you add a few zeros like a hundred thousand or ten thousand or even fifty thousand followers across different channels so how do you make connection-based marketing work and how do you even keep track of all those connections true um well some people are more active than others so those connections Mm -hmm. are going to be built stronger than others right so that's how i see that um what i've also seen over time and over the years even to go back to your very first Mm -hmm. question about um you know what are what are changes that i've seen in the space and um, changes that I've seen are people that are established and have been in this space for a long time is taking those, um, you know, taking the conversations off of their LinkedIn walls mm-hmm. or Facebook mm-hmm. walls or Twitter. And yes, we're going into the direct messages more. Um, we're making introductions, um, maybe on Twitter, still uh, openly in the tweet stream, because I love doing that. But, um, you know, on LinkedIn, it may be more of a behind the scenes kind of thing. So I think that um, just really keeping keeping those connections, the people that we're connecting with the most, even in our feeds, we know are what aggregates the algorithm too. And, and we see more of who mm-hmm. we're connecting with and um, through the posts that we're liking and, and comments that conversations that we're having. So being mindful and being purposeful 
um, to make those connections and even to check in on some of those connections that you haven't haven't seen more active in a while because I know that's something that I do take note of when I've seen people kind of drop off of drop off the Twitter sphere or wherever they've gone to and just see how see how active they are um, because we're also in a season of really needing to check in on each other that much more too. Totally, I love this. Do you actually keep like a Google Doc or do you use any CRM or any like spreadsheet to keep track of all the people? Like, or you just like kind of remember, have a great memory? I um, I do have a really great memory. Uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes it's sometimes it's a, a downfall of of life, but um, it is a really I have a really strong memory. I remember I remember things facts back to a very very young age too, um, and I think uh, as far as remembering people and uh, making that connection, I'm a very divergent thinker. And so that's why I'll, you know, you're top of mind in this space to me now for various reasons. And I can think of, I can think of a whole um, system of people that share the same values that I could think of you speaking in front of, for example, but like that's top of mind because of the conversations that we've been having and even leading up to joining each other today. That's, that's amazing. And guess who is here? We just give you a shout out, my friend. I see. Yeah. yeah, so great to see you, Brian. Where is the shout out? Like we literally just give you a shout out. Yeah, you're yeah. here. here, here. <laughs> so that we're not lying to you. So thank nope. you for, <laughs> for stopping by. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I love it. Like sometimes, you know, besides checking in with friends, if you, I really want to get someone's attention, right? I want to invite them to be my to be on my podcast, or I want to collaborate with them. And I know they have lots of followers. And I discovered the best way to get their attention is not to bombard them with constant DM private messages, but actually to write genuine comments regarding their LinkedIn posts, mm-hmm. YouTube videos, or tweets. I'm like, I typically drop like paragraphs, paragraphs to really, hey, and then when you do that and can really get people's attention. So I, I love that. Great idea. Great idea. Yeah. And something else along those lines that works really well, I found, and I've done this for clients too at times over the years, mm-hmm. is doing a really quick video, like even a minute that's very specific to them. So if mm-hmm. there is something that you want to connect on, that will grab their attention more so than a note in your in your direct messages. Totally. So what do you use? I use Drift. I love using Drift to do the video. I know like on many platforms that you can do the video natively, but I love using Drift because once you do the video, they will actually automatically generate a, a GIF or GIF for you. So you can see you you're like waving, watch this like 10 seconds or watch this one minute video i actually oh it was really powerful i actually did that at the beginning of this year to wish a bunch of people i connected with a happy new year and i got great it takes lots of time for sure because it's like i actually mentioned their name but the feedback has been really incredible so check it out drift i really love it i have not used that at all i've just used the video natively or loom is another tool that i like um to send quick video messages into yeah, yeah. Yours sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I will see if I can find an example. And so it's called Drift. And you, you just see like a little GIF of you like, hi. And then awesome. once people click on that GIF, it's actually uh, will lead to a video. And then and you can have actually a conversation between you and whoever is viewing the video. It's uh, actually a, a pretty, really fun tool. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to connection-based marketing, which you have been talking about, and also the focus of today's conversation, what do you think are some essential elements? And you were talking about light to listen framework. So is that a part of the connection-based marketing? And if it is, maybe you can explain to us what it means. Well, actually, that's interesting that you bring that up because it's very new for me. Um, The phrase kind of came to me just over a year ago as I thought back across my career in the space, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And um, the Lead to Listen framework is something that I've kind of been using with clients, but mm-hmm. without formally calling it anything. And then that's that's how it's kind of begun to be shaped in this season. Because I've actually been in a rebrand 
for a little while. I have a new website coming soon mm -hmm. um, that'll share some of this even more. But um, what what I've seen with clients and even in my own life is something that I want to help others with in my work and my business too. And the Led to Listen framework does connect with as far as connection-based marketing goes because the Led to Listen framework really um, goes into where you're at in your life and business because mm -hmm. we know that if something's out of whack in one area, then it's you're not probably going to be as productive in some of the other areas as well. It's really hard to... Um, not be firing on all cylinders, so to speak. So mm -hmm. that's where the Led to Listen framework comes in. Um, because for example, I have worked with clients who, you know, we've, we've got started and quite a few months in, they're saying, I'm running out of funds. This was kind of way mm -hmm. back, actually. It's, it's an older example. And the client said to me, they started their business with their 401k. And I was like, oh, like mm -hmm. if I'd have known that and I'd have leverage different questions in my intake and discovery with them, then I would have known to direct them to a, maybe a full-on business coach before embarking on a marketing journey, for example. So those are pieces and examples that I've pulled in along the way of working with, with others to be able to direct them in a way that works better for them in their business mm -hmm. in that season too. So, um, and I, I've had clients that I've, you know, they've left and two or three years later, I've gotten a call, Katie, I want to work with you now. I'm ready. Um, and that's okay. That's, that's the integrity of what I do. And I, I hope others do and just um, really guiding people mm -hmm. to, to what's going to work best for them. Well, I love that. And I love those examples you share with us, like for this person who wanted to work with you two years later. So how do you manage to be under their radar for like, like a good amount of two years? That example, I couldn't even say it just that it might be that I didn't just start them on a marketing journey. I told them they needed a business coach first, like I'm not going to work with you if you don't have some of these foundational pieces in play. Um, yes, I can help with lots of those pieces along the journey, but if you really need something else and it's not what I'm offering, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. And I love how, you know, which you also talked about, which is truth and offering value, which I think are also both powerful. I mean, I love how, you know, you will just honestly tell the person, I, I can't really help you right now. And when you are being so honest with the person, they will remember you, they will reciprocate, you know, down the road. So I, I, I love that great example. Yeah. 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 I also love how you shared, you know, oftentimes when people come to us, they think they actually need something, something, but then quickly they would discover that they actually need something else. Mm -hmm. Like, like, did that happen to you a lot? It, it, I mean, it has happened quite a handful of times over the years. And I think that that's okay because mm -hmm. if you like, what I've really seen over the years is you really need things to come into right order. Mm. You can't, you can't um, make it very far. Mm. If, some, if one area is out of whack, then you're going to get stalled out. So you're not, it happened to me. It's happened to me in my business. Um, I had some family things come up over the years. And while those things were happening, my business was still running but it definitely took the dip as Seth Godin would say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was a little scary, but you know, I've been coming through that and you know, I'm on track for doing really well in business this year. I'm excited about it. And, um, and I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. That hopefully, sounds I'm leading, hopefully I'm leading by example. I know I'm not the only one out there. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fascinating. Actually. I mean, like you mentioned in the book, hold on, I dropped it. You know, you shared mm -hmm. in your book that, uh, you are this year on track to earn to to run six figure business, and that is amazing. So congratulations! Thank and you. yeah, that's that's huge, right? Given what is happening right now, and so if you can reflect on your journey, you know you have been in the space for quite a few years. So what are some like best practices that you can share with us that really contributed to your business success? Is it because of your practice connection-based marketing or some, some other like secret that you could share with us? Well, I've always lever leveraged the power of connection, um, so to speak. So I think that it's definitely a contributing factor. Um, just like I believe it takes a village to raise our children and I was raised by a village too. Um, I think it takes a village to raise our business. And so, you know, back Brian Kramer's 
got a community thriving. We've had some amazing people that I've been connected to for many years that I consider friends. Some I've met in person, some I've not. Um, so that's really been a huge factor in my success um, thus far. Also, um, not being afraid to try stuff mm -hmm. and mess up. It's okay to fail and get going and keep going again. Um, and also to ask for help along the way when you need it because it's okay. Um, I have had business coaches along the way. Um, I currently um, am in a community um, that is a, a group environment um, as well as a very small group coaching group that I'm in too um, with about seven women. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, that has been that's just it's been gold the last few months even even this season of of um starting you know through this um crazy season we started last spring <laughs> so um, i definitely attribute it to that and um one other thing would be a mindset shift too right um like i think poverty and lack mindsets can come into play for people along the way no matter what walk of life you're in and that it's okay to make money um you know we're going to be able to sew into others better while while we're doing that so yeah uh, that's so powerful i have quite a few follow-up questions and first you know here uh, i think yeah and we have some really good comments from uh, Lynn here, yeah, curiosity and asking for help. They are absolutely keys. Mm -hmm. And uh, like coaching agreement, right, with both parties will do. That's for sure, for sure, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love this from Brian referring to what you mentioned. Yeah, don't ever, <laughs> that's definitely not a smart idea. Yeah, and I, and I do know that that client, that old client is doing really great now. And that's awesome but it's still like and that they'll have their own story to tell too through business down the line definitely, definitely. <laughs> definitely. i also love how you mentioned that you are part of a coaching program i think this is something that people when they're starting business starting out they don't really want to invest in that money they feel like i can watch a youtube video here uh like a, a podcast here and there it's like scattered information and I, I feel really thankful the same as you, Katie, like that I actually, I resigned from my teaching position only in 2019. And the first, you know, like I resigned in summer, August. So from August to December, my business was a disaster. So mm -hmm. I thought, you know, there's something I have to do about it. So I invest in a coach, which made such a huge difference in my business. And like sometimes when you, when you are investing money, it is actually a shortcut to your like life and career success. Oh, I'm, I'm so thankful because of that investment. My business has actually grown a lot. Otherwise, I will still be trying to watch and all the free content here and there mm -hmm. trying to figure this out. So I, I think that is a powerful piece of advice that you share with us. So thank you. I, I so, so agree with you. Makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. And I think that supportive network. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I also love how you talk about this mindset shift. And I think you, you mentioned in the book that you are a giver, right? Like, so how, can, maybe you can share how you shifted your mindset with us because many people struggle to charge people, right? Especially in this like global pandemic. And I, at least when I first started the business, there was no pandemic and I still don't feel comfortable charging people money so what's really helped you to have that mental shift right like I'm, I'm doing a good job and you need i deserve to be paid maybe you could share some tips with us i know that is a struggle facing men especially women i don't know how many guys struggle with this maybe brian can let us know but definitely as a female entrepreneur i definitely struggle with this and you and i would both come from that education background which i think makes everything even worse because i'm just used to do uh, doing things for free so if you can uh, maybe share a few tips with us yeah and you know i think this journey is different for everyone um but definitely charging, yeah, charging what you're worth and the value you're providing for whatever mm -hmm. um, type of service or product that it is that you have, um, you're going to know what's right in that time for what it is. Mm -hmm. um, so I do think it's very individual, but um, as far as a mindset shift goes, um, part of part of it came with demand for services too as demand for services has grown um mm -hmm. i've increased packages and rates 
there's specific people I may have worked with for some time that are in a kind of a different bracket for that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's definitely just been about doing the work and knowing that that's okay. And I think some of it comes, you know, it goes back to our family of origins, um, mm -hmm. how we grew up um, and just really exploring and digging deep into that because even as, as um, you guys have said in the book and skip the degree, save the tuition, you know, there's, there's so much gold right there, right? Like there's, mm -hmm. I, I can't even count how many people I know who have um, gone, gotten a degree and then they have, um, you know, gone into a different line of work entirely. So um, I think that, yeah, it just, it really is an individual journey and experience, but it definitely comes down to mindset and doing the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I think reflect on my own journey. And I, mean, I interviewed so many people on my show. And actually, quite a few people have shared that what they are doing right now have nothing to do with their undergraduate college mm -hmm. degree. And even myself, I guess I'm kind of I was teaching PR by but I didn't definitely don't understand anything related to like starting a business. I it is as you mentioned, you know, doing this, taking action is what has been giving me clarity on my own strengths, on my own weakness, on my business development. So yeah, I I agree with you. Though taking action, um, yeah. learning as doing, and uh, makes a huge, huge, huge difference. Yeah, yeah. And and also you kind of mentioned you know like checking in with people, like going back to connection based marketing. And right now with this like global pandemic, so how are you practicing connection based marketing differently in this? if at all, uh, in this, like, given what's happening right now versus, like, a few years ago? Is that a bad question? <laughs> or, or she looks like she froze? Can you guys still hear me? Yeah, can you can you all still hear me? Let me know in the comment section. I hope you can. Oh, I love this, uh, Lynn. Let me know if you can uh, still hear me. And uh, maybe Alexander, you can let me know. Can you still hear me? Okay, still hear me. Okay, good, good. Yes, I love this, and we're we're just going to wait for her to come back. And reflection is the key. Uh, definitely, definitely. And now I used to make, uh, yeah. She, I hope she is going to be back soon. <laughs> yeah. So I used to, you know, talking about you know reflection. I used to have I, at the beginning of every year, I have my New Year resolution, the goals that I want to accomplish. But now I'm. I'm doing that, I think, much better. So every three months or every four months, I will actually do a reflection. I have my year-long goals. I have my quarterly goals. I have all the sticky notes everywhere. It has definitely made a huge difference. You know, knowing where I want to go and constantly making that reflection has really helped me and becoming more reflective and becoming more intentional with how I want to show up in my business. And... Um, I want to show up. Uh, oh, hold on. Yes, she froze. I hope she is. Hold on. Let me see. Did she send me a private note? <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> Why you destroy the internet? <laughs> oh, my goodness. The joy. So we were just talking about, do we do anything different in this um, season? Yeah, yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, I was just like sharing some really powerful comments from the live audience. Yeah. So what what are you doing like right now? You know, talking about maximizing connections, building connections. So yeah, how are you practicing connection-based marketing differently in this kind of global pandemic? Yeah. So I think um what I was saying is that I'm just trying to be more mindful about who I'm connecting with online and what uh, what that time looks like. Um, for example, thanks, Lynn. <laughs> for um, 
you know, for that, I'm being really mindful and just seeing who I'm connecting with, especially on LinkedIn. I'm spending more time probably on Twitter and LinkedIn myself these days in the, in the past year or so, actually, mm -hmm. um, only and not spreading myself too thin. But um, with that, just seeing like, where do I have the time? Where are the windows of opportunity to grab someone's calendar and even take a 15 minute spot with them, no matter where they are in the world? Um, to get to know them better because before at least locally we would take those conversations offline and be able mm. to you know spend time to grab a coffee or something like that and we just we don't get that so we kind of need to augment that um, virtually for now I think in this season and I do look forward to getting back to travel again and seeing people in real life that's for sure <laughs> yeah definitely I feel the same way but I, I also have to say like on the other hand, like this week I did, uh, I'm actually, uh, I have three speaking gigs. I did two, I have one left. I'm just thinking about why in the old days I had to, you know, pack my luggage and I, I had to say bye to my kids. I can't do any work with my client and I had to travel. But now I, 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 I feel, oh, wow, this is pretty good. But I definitely miss, you know, the human touch and yeah. um, like just drinking coffee, hanging out. And it is such a such a great feeling. Yeah, yeah. And kind of follow up on this, as I uh, introduced you earlier, you actually helped uh, quite a few of your clients achieve some incredible results. Like, for example, help them bring their brands to a global level and got some people featured on NASDAQ and Forbes. Amazing. So that is all through power of connection that is power of teamwork that's what that mm -hmm. is that is not me all by myself that's for sure um that is it's truly the power of human connection and building those connections not just for the purposes of marketing but internal mm -hmm. um, communications with teams and employee advocacy um, mm -hmm. for each other's brands and having everybody pitch in and and work together so those are all key pieces when it comes to any kind of um, prominence like that and getting featured. That's amazing. I hope you don't mind. Like, you know, I, I'd love to learn more about like how the the power of human connections manifested in this like powerful like media feature. I do mind giving us like more details. It's like a connection that you made through LinkedIn or Twitter, social media. You kind of nurture that connection and like to the to the media card yeah some of those some of those connections are definitely made through the media and nurturing mm -hmm. connections in that way over mm -hmm. time um really also that comes down to the power of story but in our power of story that is mm -hmm. where we can bring in the power of connection too um we know that we want to have um are more receptive to the conversational tone of us even just having this conversation right now. We're just sitting down having tea and a conversation, right? Mm -hmm. I, like it, it's really what it boils down to. And um, I think there's still a lot of old school work out there and we see that, um, we see a lot of pay to play. Um, and I definitely have clients who have paid money to be in magazines, for example, um, depending on the feature. And, and it's not that I still don't believe in doing those types of placements and media placements that are paid, but there's also opportunity out there to be had, um, definitely just through leveraging the power of connection, your brand connection, does your brand work for a story? Those are all things that can get picked up without even um, paying to play, for sure. Just earned media that that came about because you've been doing the work. Yeah, I love it. That's also kind of like, I haven't done any like I pay, you know, to like paid media mention, but I love it's just like nurturing a relationship. I actually do the work, you know, I was actually just listening to someone sharing that when you are doing the work, the, the, the quality of your content is so good. The content is actually doing 70% of the marketing for you, authority building for you, and, and, and you know, attracting all those media to come to you. And I think that is a much more powerful way in following up on that conversation. And now, you know, the entire social media space is a lot noisier than a few years ago. I, I feel like every day there is like there's more people online on a daily basis. So do you, are you an advocate of doing like cold messaging, like cold calling, calling people on the phone or like messaging people like Twitter or LinkedIn to try to, you know, identify your target audience and sell your product and service? What is your take on that? 
Um, personally, I don't love it. Um, mm -hmm. There is value in connecting and having a conversation. But mm -hmm. what you're describing to me is um, what day are we on Wednesday today? Already this week, I have connected and linked and unlinked with probably seven to 10 people that have had a really great message and purpose for connecting. Yeah. But then as soon as that exception has come, <laughs> then that's what, you know, they're pitching me right away in the inbox. Mm -hmm. And that is pretty much immediate grounds for me to not be connected anymore. So I don't love that. Um, I think that there's just a way you can just say hello. A lot of teams I work with practice the same way. It's what I've done to grow my business just mm -hmm. by saying hello. Um, someone connects with me on Twitter. I might ask them what the highlight of their week is so far. Um, I'm just trying to bridge bridge a gap and build that build that connection by asking some open-ended questions mm -hmm. and getting to know them a little bit better in, in turn if they're wanting to connect further business-wise, then they'll be they'll be receptive and open to that human connection too. Yeah, that's a very interesting approach. I love it. I definitely, you know, I get uh, I got bombarded with messages all the time. So when you are like, just like, sorry, my cat. That's okay. I feel like I should have my cat. And I just heard my dog bark in the background. So I too. yeah. So we are connecting with people on LinkedIn or like, like, for example, I say that, hey, how is your day? What's the highlight of your day? And do you ever even mention your business at all? Or you just don't even mention it? Oh, I don't really mention it. Come to think of it. Um, wow. I don't really, unless I'm asked directly about what I do. I think that's really how I start out the conversation. And a lot of, um, you know, a lot of the clients I work with and the teams I work with, very much the same way. It, it comes down to values too, right? Mm -hmm. Like I've never been a huge um, marketer that believes in let's do this demographic profiling, like right out of the gate a little bit, but more always trying to pull in what values do people have. And then um, there's someone local to me here in Vancouver, David Allison. Um, his work is the Value Graphics database, and his mm. work is all about values and and mm. building that um, bridge in your business and um, organization by using using the power of connection in that way. Because I here in Vancouver, BC area, can value the same thing in my 40s as a 20 year old over in Dubai, for example. Mm. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter who you are, or where you're from. It doesn't necessarily boil down to it demographic profiling so it really comes down to values and and that's a piece that does um you know fan the flame of of human connection yeah i mean like brian is like resonating at back he's like dancing on the floor right speaking your language my friend the human connection is definitely for the win and i love how uh, this coming from Lynn saying that you know before i do even small things i pause before implementing love that like when you were gone, we we're just talking about reflection and pausing. So I, I, I saw great, right? Like reflecting on this, you know, sometimes taking a break is mm -hmm. such a great way to help you actually travel faster and go mm -hmm. further in life. It sure so. is. Yeah. That's something like that we all have seasons in our business where we're striving, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's something we have to like, I've had to learn it and unlearn it quite a handful of times over the years, just uh, that we don't need to be striving, that we can work from a place of rest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And here's a great question from Mike. Thank you for joining us live. He asks, how do you filter the noise? It is tough to get the right connection for the need, oh, which I can definitely, definitely connect. And you, you mentioned you are on LinkedIn, on Twitter. I think you are also on Clubhouse. So I'm the same. I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, Clubhouse like YouTube and Facebook, mm -hmm. all those channels. And if you add them, like if you get five spammy messages on one channel, you multiply five and then that is like tons of messages. So yeah, how, like what's your answer to that question? Yeah, I think it really boils down. We don't need to be on all the different platforms. Mm -hmm. um, I always tell clients that are getting started, you know, reserve your name across all the platforms. You know, you might use mm -hmm. something down the line, so you want to save it, but um, we we don't need to have the fear of missing out on mm. this one, so to speak, um, in that we need to just be on the platforms that work for us the most. I was really worried about Clubhouse myself. Like I did not want to jump on one more platform and I waited and I waited. And just over the Christmas holidays, I decided to jump in. Sue Zimmerman saw me and 
got me in by the door right away, the back door. And, um, you know, I, I haven't looked back, but I'm being very mindful of my time. I, mm -hmm. I hopped on this morning and found a room I wanted to join for a few minutes while I was getting things ready for work and school day and um, enjoyed the conversation there for 15, 20 minutes, contributed a little. And and uh, it's just a great way to spend part of the day and a great way to connect, leveraging the power of audio in this season, right? I, I didn't, you know, brush my hair yet, probably. <laughs> and so... <laughs> I love it. But I so hear you. I mean, like, uh, I only tried Clubhouse. So last year, when, like, I mean, it's still very popular. But last year, when there was so much FOMO around, in, around like, Clubhouse, I, I, I give this a try around the holiday season. And this year, and the first time I tried, I easily spent hours, hours on the platform that I was like, oh, my God, what did I do to myself, <laughs> to my life? So now I'm, I'm even afraid to to even use the the platform i need to have more self-control like if i i just need to tell myself only 20 minutes because yeah. sometimes the conversation can be so good yeah you can get lost and also like in terms of my business because i'm mainly selling to the parents or connecting with the parents i i don't even know how many parents are there looking for so that's another reason i haven't i'm i'm mainly 100 percent on linkedin which is the platform that has been giving me and generating leads and, and money so that is my go-to platform but yeah i hear you the fomo and then can be very time consuming and without strategy i think that can be very tough right you're just like showing up but without a strategy i don't think it's um it's an ideal way for us like solopreneurs to to run yeah. a business yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any. So besides, uh, so uh, is your men's social media platform kind of to cultivate a relationship connections mainly on on LinkedIn? Is that the one you are focusing on, or like both LinkedIn and Twitter? Yeah, LinkedIn and Twitter are the two places that you can find me the most. Um, mm -hmm. I thought I was going to go back to even using my Facebook page, and maybe I will. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure yet and i'm okay with that and that's okay for others too mm -hmm. um but yeah generally speaking linkedin and twitter and i i really have been enjoying clubhouse so i am over there and jump into conversations when i can i love how creatively people are using it mm -hmm. um they're using it for like post party um you know po post podcast parties to ask ask and answer you know a few more questions things like that um so I really, I really am enjoying the platform there. But um, yeah, my my two favorite spots for a while now are definitely LinkedIn and Twitter for me. I peek in on Instagram, but I'm not posting there um, mm -hmm. right now, at least. Again, um, we'll see what happens in the future. But yeah, definitely, I think this is uh, like resonating with you, you know. And what Lynn shared here, like you know, you have we have to be very crystal clear Absolutely. where our target audience is, and let that dictate our action, as opposed to having FOMO dictate our action as a business owner. Yeah. And I tried the I tried the latter, which is just a FOMO. I I did all sorts of things when I just started on this journey. Yeah. It didn't get my business anywhere. I was so exhausted every single day. I didn't even know what I did today. I was just so tired constantly. Yeah. yeah. And the key thing there with the FOMO piece is there's a time and a place for it. I love what um, May King Zhang is doing with her whole FOMO. I love mm -hmm. that. But this is a little bit different. Um, perspective right and I love what you said there is that we don't want that to dictate and that's exactly it we don't want that to dictate f is for fear and we don't want to do anything in life or business based on fear mm -hmm. we want to do that from a place of joy and peace so totally totally and I think this goes back to what you were talking about earlier reflect right so like once in a while you need to identify you know document the track all the leads are coming in like are they mostly coming from Twitter from which platform or which messaging is resonating the most with your audience so that you can produce be more active on that platform produce more of that type of message have that strategy I think it's so important just not just like randomly doing this and that because everybody else is doing this it's just not a smart approach yeah to do what works for you yeah exactly exactly so talking about social media and what are some of your favorite tools 
uh, for social media and marketing and you know, you know, content creation, management, all those things. So share some of your favorite tools with us. Okay, well, I am definitely about using the tools that work for you in your business um, because every different business um, is at different stages and needs different tools. But um, full disclosure, I do work with Lately and um, <laughs> that is my um, favorite go-to that I would talk about, especially right now. Um, and only because so much can be done all within one place in one platform. Um, you don't need to really use any other tools. And the power of the AI there is what is really key um, because it helps, you know, you can put your blog post in and it turns your quality content that you wrote into dozens of social posts in less than 60 seconds. Um, but there's also leveraging the power of podcasting and um, clipping up your video clips and um, also doing um video clips and podcast clips so there's there's lots of different things that um that you can leverage lately for there's analytics right in the dashboard um there are upcoming integrations too that are going to be very helpful for people as well um, such as hubspot and uh, zapier integration so it's all right on the cusp right there and it's so much fun well, that's amazing. Maybe I should have you back to teach us, do a demo, you know, tell us more about lately. Basically, Chris Bro could do a really awesome show with you. His background is in radio. You guys would have so much fun together talking about that. Yeah, like based on what you share with me, I, I, I love everything you mentioned. Sounds like uh, fascinating. I actually used lately like uh a few years ago i don't know what happened i i stopped because i think the problem is there are just so many tools right like you started trying this then they're like there's another shiny object i was like what is that so i'd love to go back to lately and learn more about it, it sounds like where's that and you know what it'll have changed so i've worked with lately now for three years coming up and you know brian kramer introduced me to them too so <laughs> Wow, talking yeah. about you know connection-based marketing. Just how just how it works, right? And so if you were on there and and using the platform then, you are gonna see so many really one wonderful fun changes since you were last in there. And so we definitely need to get you somebody to show you around again. <laughs> yeah, it sounds uh sounds uh, fascinating. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. So and uh, moving forward and uh like any like trends, you know, we kind of discuss some of your observations in social media after being in this space for so many years. And to wrap this up and moving forward, what do you think are kind of the future of social media? Like some like trends that are emerging that you based on your observation can share with us? Trends that are emerging? Um, yeah, I think that there is definitely a rise in voice, in voice tech. Um, and so that is really special. Um, there are some very cool platforms out there. Um, Attention.live is one to watch. Oh, what sure. is that? A-T-T-N period L-I-V-E. Um, the founder, one of the founders is Ian Utili there. And uh, it is it's a crazy amazing platform for voice tech in the voice tech space. So um, that's definitely one to watch. And um, obviously just with Clubhouse coming on the scene like it has and just people going crazy for it, um, you know, again, like I just, you know, I see that power of voice and being able to drop in. I mean, it's like a radio show over there. Um, <laughs> it's really great. Um, so I think, you know, there's definitely going to be a rise in the, in voice and the voice tech space and how that's being leveraged um, mm -hmm. because of streaming, right? Streaming through your Echo Dot, your Google Home Minis and all the things. I just think there's um, there's a powerful way to get into um, people's businesses and homes that way through through the airwaves in a different way in this in this century. So totally, I, I think that is a great uh, like emerging trend. I definitely see that myself. Just look at my own family. You know how much we rely on voice to search for this, search for that. And our kids, you know, constantly asking Siri all those questions and Google all those things. And definitely, and I I think you know uh, speaking of Clubhouse. Didn't Twitter, I'm, I'm no longer that active on Twitter nowadays, but mm -hmm. like on Twitter, didn't they already they launch something like similar, Twitter space, which yeah. is also the kind of like a voice, is that right? A voice feature? Yes, absolutely. And the people, um, like I haven't had a chance to jump in there, but I've seen a few colleagues that we probably both know um, mm -hmm. jump into the space there and I've seen some glitches. Um, 
I've seen the, a few giggles um, along the way so far, but I think we just have to see how it rolls out. And I think, um, you know, even with Instagram or Facebook, like there's all these platforms, they want to keep us on their platform. They don't want us going from Facebook to Twitter to no, no way. Facebook doesn't love Facebook loves that you're streaming on their platform. They want to help that integration, but they don't love if we drop a YouTube link there. They usually give that, you know, less weight in their algorithm. So, you know, nobody, none of them want us to leave. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Interesting. It reminds me of, you know, a few years ago when Snapchat had their like stories, right? How mm -hmm. Instagram just like stole that idea. They launched their Instagram Instagram stories. And then like, you know, this year or last year, people in Australia, you know, like LinkedIn stories and the like Twitter's, I call them Twitter stories, but they call it Twitter fleet. Yeah. It is so interesting how, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. Once you are on the platform, don't ever go away. Don't ever leave. We'll do yeah. all that we can to keep you here. They do. They do. That's what they want. <laughs> interesting. It will be interesting to see how LinkedIn and maybe even Facebook, how some other like uh, uh, social media platforms are eventually going to embrace this voice feature and uh, mm -hmm. like in interesting space. But I agree. That's, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. Any uh, parting piece of advice we're wrapping up here re uh, related to connection-based marketing that we haven't had a chance to discuss, but you feel like people need to remember, you know, your parting piece of wisdom. <laughs> parting piece of wisdom. Just um, don't overthink things, I think. Mm -hmm. um, don't overthink the conversations. And um, yeah, I think that's the key thing. Like in the, when like powerful connections can be very small. Mm -hmm. They can be, right? They can be just one thing that leads to something bigger. So um, yeah, don't overthink things. Um, leverage the power of, of connection. Um, build, your, build your relationships and that's what's gonna take you further. Yeah, I love it. And you just like treat everybody equally, right? You just never know how this one person is going to, you know, open so many doors for you, even though on the outside of the surface level, this person may not check all the boxes, you know, of what we call them gurus or influencers, but treat everybody the same. So I love that, you know, like nurture the relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. What a, uh, what a great conversation. So thank you so much for sharing so many great tips and uh, like awesome insights with us. So uh, share with us, where can people learn more about you? Kind of on different social media channels. I share. Yeah, with you. for sure. My new website's going to launch soon, which is just katiejordan.com. The old one's still live right now, which is, you know, the cobbler in the shoe scenario with us marketer people. Um, but I'm definitely active. You can find me over on LinkedIn and you can find me on Twitter, especially. So I'm, I'm just Katie Jordan every, everywhere, but those are the platforms you can find me on the most. Yeah. And I love it. Very consistent across different different social media channels. Yeah, awesome, yeah. And uh, I love this comment from Lance, looking forward to uh, to checking out Twitter space. Yeah, I look forward to it too and uh, checking out how it works. But I have become so lazy. I don't know if I'm the only one. And when I do stories, I just use Instagram to do my stories because I love how Instagram have different filters can make yeah. you younger, right? I, I love <laughs> it, why not? So I just use Instagram to do the stories and then I just upload the same story to 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 twitter to linkedin to facebook i don't know if this is a good approach probably not a good pro approach but i i really admire people who have so much time to natively producing content like especially stories yeah every single platform and i i i admire them i have i'm not there yet yeah 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 <laughs> but anyway and i uh, thank you so much uh katie thank everyone you. To follow her and uh, learn more about connection-based marketing and uh, thank you so much everyone for joining us live from all over the globe i really love seeing you all here and uh so i run this show on a weekly basis and next wednesday i have a, another amazing marketer come join us on the show so definitely check us out next wednesday or thursday for some of you in australia and uh, i hope to see you again same time same location and check out katie thank you so much again my friend enjoy the rest of your day everyone okay thanks bye mm -hmm.